It's a basic truth. People need each other. It's why PenFed Credit Union's first members joined together for a better financial future. For 85 years, we've been there for our members and communities, and we're here for you today. We can help you bridge a financial gap, save wisely, and make confident decisions with your money. We know we are always stronger and better together. That's why we hope you'll join us. Membership is open to everyone. Apply today at PenFed.org, insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Newt Gingrich, inviting you to listen to my free weekly podcast called Newt's World. Every Sunday, we will explore topics and issues that are relevant to your life. And as a historian, I will offer stories and context of how the past influences our present and future. Download Newt's World on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, newtsworld.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Welcome back. I am back. She's in town. Sorry, we're a little late with this podcast. We like it to be out on Monday, but we're a couple days late because... Yeah, I was working. I was gone for, what, a couple of weeks? Yeah, like two and a half weeks. I went to Puerto Vallarta, Sayulita, the magic pueblito. It was beautiful. Mm. Yeah, so I'm back, guys. I came back last night. I'm super excited. Um, Are you happy that I'm home? Super happy you're home, so you're not calling on FaceTime every hour. You know what happened? Like every hour. This is the thing. I travel and I, yeah, every time I call you to talk to the kids or just say hi on FaceTime, you're like, oh, I'm busy. I got this going on. I, I never know. say that. But they, all the time. No, like, oh, Can you call okay. back in five minutes? No, 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 no. And then no. you call every single hour to okay. see the kids as if something has changed True story. or I've dropped them. Well, to me, yeah, it changed. Every they, they grow very hour. fast. You know, can I tell you something that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you feel bad just so you don't do it again? Um, I have this man, this car service, pick me up. So we're driving back from LAX. How I end up in trouble with this? Wait, with, to Studio City. And I'm like in the back and I'm like, oh my God, I want to see the kids. It's 6, it's 6 p.m. I know Eric is going to probably start giving him a bath, but I want to see him. I think it's cute. You're going to be home in 20 minutes. It, that's not the point. I just landed. I want to see my kid. So I call him on FaceTime and typical Eric, because he can do one more than one thing at a time. So it's the end of the world because I called when he's about to give him a bath. So Ross, Ross. I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. It's like, all you have to do is just place the phone in a little corner. And that's it. Right. And then you can do whatever uh, you're doing. And the phone is pointing towards Dylan. And I see Dylan taking a bath. That's okay. all you have to do. So I he's so flustered. Let me finish. Over my hand. Let me find it. He's so flustered. He's like, I can do it. I can do it. Just call back. I just called you back. And I just hung up the phone. So, like, I'm in crazy traffic. It took like an hour and 20 minutes to get back home because of rush hour traffic. And this old man from maybe Russian with a very thick accent. He's asking me, where are you from? Going from Puerto Rico and your husband? And I said, um, he's, you know, he's an L.A. boy. He's, he's American. And he goes, he's a little rude. Uh, he said I was rude? <laughs> he said you were rude. And I was like, oh, I know. You know, it's just because, you know, it's, it's bath time for the kids. And he gets very, very stressed out. And he's like, yeah, he was loud and rude. Oh my God! It was so I was I was embarrassed for you. Why do you be so? Why was he so nice and when I he came to the, when I, he pulled in the driveway? <laughs> I want to have a talk with that guy now. We, because then we became best friends. We it, the traffic was so out of control, and I was so pissed that I was not, I was not gonna make it before seven. That we talked the entire time, so he felt like family. First of all, I wasn't rude. And then I defended you. I said, like, "You're a wonderful husband." Yeah, he's a little rude, rude sometimes. When you're overwhelmed and you have your hands full of soap, and you have a kid in the bath, and there's all this stuff going on, and you know. You're going to be home in 20 it, minutes. Eric, it doesn't what? really matter. Like you put you the phone the in a little most... corner. You don't even have to touch the phone. It's FaceTime. 
This so this I'm going to teach you about a couple of things in life. You need to. <laughs> this is so. You, <laughs> you just blindsided to. me with this. You no, know, this it's is a, not it's a joke. true it's a joke. at all. It's a joke. It's not true though. It's funny. He was you very hate nice when to I you. call him Facebook or Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> FaceTime. You call me on Facebook. Anyways, I, I'm not even anyways, on Facebook. You're not rude. You're a lovely human being. Anyways, let's talk about something that is very, very important to me. Something ridiculous that I usually see with you, but this time because I was away, we couldn't watch it together. Miss Universe pageant. Do you have anything to say about it? <laughs> Amazing. You have nothing to say about Listen, it? Listen, this is something I've had to uh, adapt, I guess, or, or evolve into your Puerto Rican uh, ways and excitement because Miss Universe in Puerto Rico is like the Super Bowl Pretty for much. Americans. Yes, it is. And I mean, she, they throw Miss Universe parties. They all think they know every single aspect or- Because we do. Ah, they're- you guys are trying to call every shot, every play, like a coach on the field about what each lady's doing, how she lost that point, why this didn't go that way. It's There's fun. no way she's in the top 10. She's in there because of this reason. You guys are doing like pregame stuff. You guys are looking at stuff that's online, basically, that, that we don't even see on TV. It's great. It's nonsense. It's not nonsense. Don't say that. No, look, I, I respect and admire all these pageant girls, and they put a lot of work into it, and I know you were a pageant girl. Maybe that's so, why I'm obsessed with it. No, listen, this year was very important to me because I was the head judge of the Miss Puerto Rico pageant to pick the girl that represented Puerto Rico. And her name is Madison Anderson Berrios. question. Why did you say you're the head judge? Wasn't there like 10 judges? Yeah, but you're the one. I was the head judge, meaning if there's a tie, somehow I decide. Ooh. Okay? So it's a big I was there. I didn't know that you were the head judge. I was. I, th I think I was. Was I? You just made yeah, that I up. I was. <laughs> there was like 10 judges. <laughs> no. You never told me you were head judge. I was. But that Anyways. was an experience. Watching Miss Puerto Rico in Puerto Rico was bonkers. It was beautiful. People were going crazy. So whoever saw the pageant, the Miss Universe, we, uh, she was first runner-up. I, like like, I felt like a responsibility towards this uh, whole process because this girl, when she won in Puerto Rico, um, it was a very uh, controversial win because, number one, she was born and raised in Orlando. She's half Puerto Rican, half American. Her mom is from Puerto Rico. Her dad is American, I believe. And she looks um, what people think is an American, like a, a white, white girl. girl. Yeah, she's very white, uh, blonde hair, light eyes. She is a Barbie. She's like a Puerto Rican Barbie. She's absolutely exquisite and stunning. And her Spanish wasn't her first language. So a lot of people were completely against her when she won because she would say uh, she doesn't represent us. I took offense to that because I think, you know what, she feels Puerto Rican, she's half Puerto Rican, she wants to represent this country, she eats what we eat, she, she's trying her best. So you made this your personal project. So it was a, a, it was so a personal thing for me because it was almost like my our daughter, Sabella, not that I don't think she's ever It's like fantasy pageants. football and you think you drafted a perfect team or a fantasy yeah, basketball. I think, I think she we thought she the, drafted the fantasy. The most complete candidate to represent us in Miss Universe. And There's a lot of wonderful contestants. Up. Rude. No, I, okay, you know no, what? The Russian up. driver was right. No, you're rude. Runner, no, runner-up is great. I mean, you're it's no, really the way, good. It, was, it was the way you said it, and she was. No, no, no. Runner -up. I feel I, 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 I wish that Madison would have won. She, um, she, she was really, the Miss Universe. She was incredibly yeah. prepared. She's. I'm not gonna lie. The South Africa contestant. She was also exquisite. Um, and congratulations to her. No, it's incredible. It's incredible. And listen, uh, her message was relevant and important, and. 
Yeah, and she won, and she answered every single question properly. Uh, I think next time I'm just going to record you watching Miss Universe so people can like, I went, li- oh, live this stream is funny. This is funny. the commentary. So I'm, 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 in, I'm in Sayulita, guys. I'm in Sayulita, and my hotel, um, the TV was very, very small, and it had Fox and Telemundo, but it was like Fox News, Fox Sports, Fox Tiki Tiki, Fox Taka Taka. It had everything but the normal Fox. And then Telemundo International was not going to show the pageant. I'm freaking out, going, where am I going to see this thing? So a good friend of ours knows a couple that live in Punta de Mita, which is this beautiful area, very close to Sayulita. Did you they say have Punta de Mita? Punta de Mita. I thought it was Punta Mita. I, I, you know, I think so too. I, I Why am Punta. I correcting you? No, I think it's, I say Punta Mita, but then everybody Punta calls it Punta de Mita. So whatever, Punta Mita, Punta de Mita. It's a gorgeous area um, in Nayarit, I think is what they call that. That's it, right? Nayarit. So basically she was freaking out because she couldn't watch Miss Universe, so she had to I arrange... Win- Transportation. No, they a, sent a, a house for me. To, I went, a whole setup yes. so she could actually watch Miss Universe in another country because she was going to pass out, as she calls it. And you know what happened? Okay, first of all, I get to this place. I don't know this couple. They were lovely. Now we became really good friends. I get there, and it's a resort. It's an incre- the, the most incredible house I've ever seen in my life. It was beautiful. So I get there, and they're struggling because it was the they get the West Coast feet. And I'm going, no, 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 no. I need to see it live. It starts at six and I'm it's like six. I lost the first 20 minutes of the pageant. The guy, God bless him, he's like a tech savvy. He likes, you know, I work it work it out. I'm trying to behave like I'm cool, but I am dying inside because the pageant is like already 20, 20 minutes. It's been That's going like on for 20 minutes. Super Bowl at halftime. I was inside and they were so sweet and the, and, and the wife was like, but wait, you know, he's a genius. He'll he'll make it work. Are you okay? I'm going, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And inside I'm literally like sweating. But he got it, and I was able to watch it. And tang tang, that's my story. Um, congratulations. Um, what is the name of the South African? She has a very pretty, interesting name. Congratulations, South Africa. I, I oh, okay, Z- here it is. Zuzibini Tunzi. And I guess. I, and you know what? This, they said that, that she fainted with, when Oprah. Would you faint free. when you if you met Oprah? You're a big Oprah no, fan. No, I, I think Oprah is incredible, but would, no, I wouldn't faint. I'd have a lot of questions for her. I'm for Oprah? Faint. Yeah. Really? Like what? Well, you put me on the spot. I don't know. I wouldn't know what it's like to become Oprah. Who's your, your Who's your hero? Like somebody that you look up to and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to meet that person one day. It would be my dream. Brad Pitt. Oh, because you want to be Brad Pitt. That's not your <laughs> hero, actually, guys. <laughs> Full disclosure, Eric wants to be Brad Pitt. No. And everybody's a big Brad Pitt fan. Big Brad somebody, Pitt. everybody. And you know when this is I true, met Brad Pitt once. And it was, I was, and that's the only elevator. time I was ever starstruck. Really? It's the only time. I don't get starstruck at all by meeting celebrities. Athletes, yes. Love meeting athletes. I meet an athlete and I'm like, dude. You have two man crushes. So Brad and so. Pitt and Tom Brady. I, yeah, I, I do uh, fangirl a bit over Tom Brady. I get a lot of, a lot of crap for that. And I'm not even a Patriots fan, but Tom Brady's a stud. I'm, I'm just going to say what it is. And people, you know, get upset. They're deflating the balls and da-da-da, this and that. Nonsense. This guy's the greatest of all time. Anyways, okay. I met Brad Pitt once. And I was starstruck. That's a true story. Did you say hi? Met him in, I did. I walked into an elevator. I was going to my management company. We happened to be at the same company. And a hand comes in to stop the elevator door from closing. And the next step in is Brad Pitt. What did and you it's say? just me and Brad Pitt in an elevator. And I was like, the lady who cuts my hair also cuts Brad's hair. I have to say wow. something to Brad. You're cool. So I said, ah, oh, Brad. You know, Rebecca, uh, she cuts my hair, and I just know you guys are friends. Oh, my God, I love Beck. She's so cool. Are you here with the company? No, I'm, I'm, I'm on my second meeting here. Oh, I wish you the best, man. Gave me a big handshake and said, go nail it. Super cool guy. That's the end of my so that, story. So that's great. <laughs> 
So you didn't faint. And that said, Brad Pitt's awesome. That's Brad. That's it. Yeah, and and he gets some people like you know. I think I've been with you for almost fifteen years, and like maybe two or three times, people actually go, "Man, you look like Brad Pitt," and you get so it's like your your chest falls is full of air, and you walk with like a like a specific step. You get so excited. So wait, about you that. told me a story though. This is a friend of our a friend of hers that she you know met in Mexico. You told me a story that freaked me out. I want to go back to this for a second because what? I you met a friend who had an experience, doesn't know where she got this. And it's funny because it's not really funny, but it's something that I could see you going through and then our household becoming oh, like world war. Like you'd be, what do you mean? life what, is over. What are you talking about? Your friend got a parasite somewhere. I know. And I'm you petrified. told me the craziest story. I'm petrified. You're already, she already stopped eating sushi. I love eating sushi. I have no problem with raw fish. However, I do. Raw get, fish gives you gusanos. Explain what's gusanos. Eric. Worm. Yeah. She believes sushi gives you worms. I don't believe it. I know I, it for a fact. I did a colonic. Do you know what's a colonic? A colon cleanse. They put water through your little culito. This is disgusting. Why? Stuff comes out, your culito, and the stuff that I saw coming out. Dude, you just went zero to 60 on a podcast. Settle down. I saw gusanos come out. You don't know what you saw come out if we're going to talk about this. No, there's a tube with stuff coming out of it. It could be anything. It could be your stomach lining. It could be your flora. It could be anything. Did he take it out and put it under a microscope? He doesn't have to. Yeah, okay, thank you. Did he oh look at God. it? Did he tell you, Don't be this square. is such and such type of worm? Yeah, he, he said, you have, have this. A I saw it. from a freaking sushi. No anyway. He said to me, do you eat pork? Uh, and I said, yes, yeah, stop eating pork. Do you eat sushi? I'm going at least twice a week. I go, you need to stop eating sushi. It's all bacteria going into your body. Great. There goes the sushi spot. <laughs> I still eat sushi. For those of you. Yeah, you're full of gusanos. Good luck. It's nonsense. Listen, this person she met, this is a true story, ate something, doesn't know what, doesn't know where, started feeling ill, maybe like a I, year I know, later. Yeah, time goes by and she starts feeling ill, gets a little bit like, you know, starts throwing up and just gets pretty severe and says, I need to go to the doctor, but doesn't want to go to the doctor in the country she's in. She wants to be home, wants to go to her regular doctor. And goes and does all these tests, and they find a parasite in her body that was so large that they said it must have been there at least a year, had laid eggs, all the eggs had hatched, and they had moved all over her body and into her lungs. And had she waited a week or two longer, it was going to be in her brain and she was going to die. Yeah. So she gave me something called... <laughs> what do you mean, yeah? Yeah, she it's had awful. parasitic eggs in her lungs. I had a parasite in I would never I be you. the same person. No, it's gone. She's fine. She's it ain't no colonic that's going to stop it if it's in your lungs. No, no, no. If you, if, yeah, it's, it's dangerous. But she gave me Ver, Vermox is a pill. So you know you know what's amazing? In Mexico, you can buy all kinds of pills without prescription. Great. That's the, Tell people that's great. <laughs> so I asked her, do I need prescription? And she's like, oh, no, you can get it at the pharmacy. And it's a, it's a uh, how do you call it? An anti... It's an antiviral? Antiparasitic. Antiparasitic type of thing. And you go and you buy it over the counter, <clears throat> and it's called Vermox. So she goes, when you get home, take one. So she's just, just gearing in up case. in case she ate anything that was I, raw. I am or fully is loaded. I have everything I need from Mexican pharmacies. And I, when I get home today, I'm going to eat it just in case. It doesn't mean that I have anything. Listen, I didn't get sick. I ate incredible for two weeks. It was beautiful. So I'm perfectly fine. But just in then case. Then go back to eating one. sushi then. No, now now you're popping this parasitic pill. I don't eat bacteria like that. I don't eat bacteria like that. You do. It's ridiculous. Well, it's a true story. Don't do it. All right. Well, tell me. I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, this was a weird transition from parasites and you brought it up everything to uh, 
the whole child, whole brainchild book. I but I want to talk, I've been wanting to talk to you about this because you did a lot of reading. You had a lot of time in Mexico because you were by yourself and I had the kids. Yes. And you read the book, The Whole Brainchild, which I've been wanting you to read for a while. And I'm glad you were isolated in a place where you had to read it. Where? I myself have not read it. Revolutionary Strategies to Nurture Your Child's Developing Mind by Daniel Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson. They're two doctors, kind of like scientists, and they basically... Kind of like scientists? Um, they explain to you how to... It's a New York Times bestseller. I recommend every single parent, especially if you have young kids, to read it. The Whole Brain Child. And it explains to you in a scientific uh, medical way, but easy and simple to understand that um, how the brain works. And I had no idea that the brain has like um, the left brain and the right and brain, the right brain yeah. and the upper brain. Well, and this, lower and brain. this was interesting because I was calling her actually for her. I was, an, I was a bit uh, at a loss. She left for a week and our son, for whatever reason, it could have been because she had, had left. Um, but that whole first week he was up at 5 a.m. <clears throat> every day. And that was Thanksgiving break. So kids are out of school. I, Ended up having most of the week off from work. It was like my one chance to possibly rest and get some sleep while she was basically in Mexico sleeping every day. She Every moment she wasn't working. And my kid was up at 5 a.m., maybe even before 4.45, 4.30 at times, every single morning. I'm like, what is happening to this kid? So he was missing mommy. It's possible. Which side of the brain was missing mommy? That would be the right brain because that's the one that controls like all the emotions and you know everything that is emotional and 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 sentiments and feelings and tantrums and everything that it that has to do with um that they can control. It's the right. The okay, left so is more rational. It's about decisions. It's a it's. So this is kind of a flip uh, of the coin here because I'm usually the one that's way into the scientific stuff when it comes to kids and like, you know, analytics and figuring out okay this is the protocol and this is the, what the book says and you're more of like. Ah, I don't know. Just grab a leaf from outside and crumble it up and sprinkle it on them. And they'll feel better. Put no, some veparub and rub it all over them. And no, I don't. Oh, my God. Have, have them eat this berry. I found it. Here. You, no. Oh, my God. My mom said if you just mix it with this. Yeah, mom's so what, best. So what did, I, what did you learn from the book that maybe, you know, made you appreciate the way I think? Uh, that you have to talk to your children at all times and explain... Um, Everything. I don't even know how to how to put it into words. It was the most incredible. It talks about tantrums. How do you deal with tantrums? It's like when when the right part of the brain and the lower part of the brain um, they flip the lid, right? When you they go from zero to sixty and they go irrational. And there's you as parents, we get so frustrated and and the instinct is to go. If you don't stop that, I'm not gonna give you this. Or right? the instinct is to pick them up. Oh, pick them up and give them what they want. And, and or exactly and giving in. So it, it's teaching you that once they flip the lid, right, and they get to, it's almost like, and it's interesting, What? how do you say amygdala? Amygdala? You said it, yeah. Amygdala. I have to find out more because I'm very confused. I thought the amygdala was something that you have right here uh, in the Those back are, of your throat, and if it gives you problems, you take it out. Those are tonsils. <clears throat> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, soy una bruta. The entire time I was reading the book, I'm going, but how, what happens if what you take I, the, the amygdala out? <laughs> If you take the amygdala out, then you have no no way to control anything. Is the tonsil? No, but we call it amygdalas. Oh my god, tonsils are amygdalas. No. I, should we? <laughs> oh my god. Well, guys, sorry, uh, I had a little. Um, hey Siri. Brutita. Are tonsils amygdalas? For tonsils are amigos. 
No, no. you heard me wrong, sorry. Anyway, so they, they, they talk about how the amygdala is this little thing we have that controls pretty much everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is it? Tonsils amygdalas, exactly. So I don't know if those, the tonsils, <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm right, right, actually. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Anyways, I think, but I don't know if the amygdala they're talking about is, just a, is a tonsils, because tonsils are two, right? There's two. Yeah, this one is just like an amygdala. Anyways, the, the when brain. they when the amygdala takes over, the little brain goes haywire, and you have to be you need to be able to control them and bring them back. The way to bring them back is through being rational, um, no sé cómo se dice. No, so the, here's the amygdala in the brain. This is where it's located. So that that thing. So that it's amygdala not, in the brain. You're saying tonsils in Spanish. It is probably pronounced different the way we're saying it, but there it is in the brain. Right okay, there. so that little thing that looks like little thingy. Right? That little thing. What, that looks what like a little thingy? thingy? <laughs> it actually does look like a little thingy. Like a little thingy. This drawing that looks is like... a very important little thingy in your body because it controls a lot of things. So when when that gets completely out of whack, um, you need to rationalize with your kid. Um, and to give you to give you a very simple example, um, we're at the sushi restaurant, right? Because you love to eat sushi and bacteria. So when we are the restaurant, um, let's say Dylan wants to eat uh, one thing like 10 things and you're like that's too much you only have to eat one no and then he walks away and he just throws a tantrum everybody's looking da, da, da. so instead of going over and saying you need to stop right now you need to stop right now we're gonna leave right don't approach it that way because you're feeding the bees it's basically are you saying the time i approach it oh all the time oh. <laughs> and you're like here's the phone stop <laughs> Anyway, Here's the phone. Just watch what they're this. saying watch is this and shut you up. need to be able to control that brain, right? And just level with them and, and not don't lose your cool. doesn't mean that it's going to work all the time, but it's the way of teaching your kid to be able to let go of the right side, allow the left side to come in and balance everything. Look. So you go, let me finish. So you go, what, so, so what do you feel, sweetie? Oh, I want to eat 10 and, and, not, and not one. Okay, so why I understand you're, you're feeling upset. I get it, and, I, and it's valid. <laughs> but why don't we just try to negotiate? Let's go back to daddy and say, daddy, I want to eat more than one. Maybe not 10, but can we find maybe a number? And you need to get them out of the phone by speaking. Get their attention on something else. You need to distract them into something else. Distract <clears> them <throat> into something else. And then you talk to them, and you're going to see 99% of the time when you start lifting the lid um, by talking and giving them a choice and having them participate in the whole trauma, right? It's a perfect way for them to control themselves. Look, I love all these new ways of parenting of like what the books say because I'm all about trying them and rationalizing and talking and doing things a different way than the way we were probably you know, brought up. Mm -hmm. But I do, and when I was a kid, I did not like this. But now as an adult, I do appreciate how when I would act up at a restaurant as a kid, my mom would just look at me and I was like, be yeah, quiet. That doesn't exist anymore. I don't, don't want to get smacked. That doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> or my dad's going to come down hard on me. You look at Sabella or Dylan with a look and they're like, what? I know, but I miss it. You know, they don't I care. mean, oh my gosh, it was so much easier when I was a kid, I guess. I just knew I needed to shut up. Not anymore. No. Now they challenge you. They're wired different. It's almost like they're, different. They're wired different. Well, we've, yeah, we're allowing them to find their own identity and their strengths and try and rationalize with them and talk to them and make them little people. Another thing that is super important, guys, is to nurture their memory. I know it's like, the, the, it explains that the way their brain works, it's uh, memories. Like you have to, ex you have to exercise the muscle. It's like you need to constantly challenge them to think about stories. That's why this thing that I'm playing with Sabella, I started doing it over the phone in Mexico. It's saying, go to your kid that is like seven, eight, nine, ten, right? Um, that they tend to get lazy and, and just challenge their mind and do a game every single day. And you just go, you know, tell me two things that happen at school and one that you're making up. 
and I have to guess which one is true, which which one are the two that are real, and the one that you just made up. And it's a way of having them have like a recollection Reco- of their day, recollection, yeah. recollection of the day. So they 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 it forces them to think about things that happen and then use their ima- their imagination and coming up with a completely random story. Yeah, it was clever. I actually I played last night for the first time. It was fun. It was and fun. it gets it gets them talking because you yeah. know most of the time kids come home. They're like, "What'd you do today? Was it fun? Nothing. Yeah, it was good. I did nothing. Yeah, I played my I did kickball." That's all I did. And they don't tell you about anything they did the entire day. And you're like, that's all you did? But this was a good way of getting them to share and it's it made it fun. Way. Yeah, it's fun. And then something else, guys, when you got, you went, like, I feel like a therapist now. Oh, my God. <laughs> coming from the book. <laughs> this is like you. we've traded places. I hope I'm doing it justice. So I apologize to the authors if I'm just changing things. But this was my interpretation, what I took from it. Um, and it's great. And, I, you know, it even works for adults. A way of helping get rid of a traumatic experience or um a trauma like me claustrophobia or something is that you need to talk about it in the way of you need to go back and you need to force your mind to go back and retell the story over and over and over write about it draw it so let's say so can we do that with you because i am tired of always you but i don't remember an incident though i don't remember trying to get to the root of your problem i don't know where is it coming from that's the problem taking the elevator up to record the podcast oh oh, no but i took it i was very proud and then of course he picked the wrong freaking floor we got so we went to the wrong and we got locked and i'm going jesus now this is my worst nightmare but anyways um, yeah, so that's so, yeah, the whole brainchild. The problem that we're going to have is that because I read it and you didn't when I try to discipline my kids. No, I'm with, all for it. Listen, <laughs> I, I you're want. You're going to be like, what are you doing? You, I'm like, according to the book. So you no, have to follow I'm my good. lead. I'm actually good with that. Okay. All right, on that, let's take a break and we're going to come back and talk about Marriage Story, Netflix. I will to tell you something about our marriage guy. It's a basic truth. People need each other. It's why PenFed Credit Union's first members joined together for a better financial future. For 85 years, we've been there for our members and communities, and we're here for you today. We can help you bridge a financial gap, save wisely, and make confident decisions with your money. We know we are always stronger and better together. That's why we hope you'll join us. Membership is open to everyone. Apply today at PenFed.org, insured by NCUA. Les tengo que contar, adivinen, ¿Qué? ¿Qué? lo que había en la casa cuando regresó de Puerto Vallarta. Guess what was what was waiting on top of the kitchen? He didn't buy it for me. He bought it for him. No, so no, 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 no. You're about to leave something out. You what? came back and there were flowers on the I'm counter. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about he got the vitamins. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> Remember? That he was talking about getting me a Vitamix for Christmas, was it, or for was anniversary? For anniversary, but I, I ended up getting you shoes for your anniversary because the, the Vitamix got a lot of heat. I got but you, he got you, it anyways, guys. And you know what? And he made me a, a, a juice, a vegetable juice this morning, and I love it. So thank you for my it's Vitamix. The, uh, you love it, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, everyone out there, and Vitamix, you should sponsor the show. <laughs> everyone know, out there. If you should. don't have a Vitamix, changed my life. This is... It's an entire salad pulverized into a juice, literally. There's no pulp. So he got it, guys. Se compró. Se compró el Vitamix. Mind I'm going to take a, pic- a picture of it and show everybody just so they laugh. Anyways. They're going to laugh. Yeah, you should laugh at the fact was... that you didn't even notice I put the flowers on the counter for you to come home. And it said, happy anniversary. Welcome you home. Did. And then there was a jar of Vaporub right next to it. 
No, I didn't notice that. Are you joking? <laughs> no. I that didn't. is funny. Oh, I'm going to take a picture of that too. I didn't notice that. Oh, my God. You see, my mom knows it this I'm morning. She saw. Oh, my God. Look at my armpits. Oh, gross. <laughs> Why? Why am I sweating? Why even bring that up? I don't know. I just went like this. I'm going, oh, I feel gooey. I feel like juicy. Oh, my, my Oh, God. Sometimes <laughs> censor yourself. I'm not ridiculous. talking. I'm talking about my armpits. Max, hot one hundred. Oh my god! I never sweat. That's funny. Oh. Anyways, I'm. You know that I'm a non-sweater. Well, clearly not. I know. Clearly not today. Um, Eric, marriage story. What about it? It's our, a, it's our a movie. marriage story. No. Oh. It's a movie on Netflix. Oh, the Netflix one. Yes, yes. Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. I saw it in Mexico. It was freaking. Amazing! You I need, need to watch. I that. need to see it, but I have a feeling it's about a marriage falling apart, and I'm just. It impressed. is about a marriage falling apart. You know, but what the the clever thing and the why it's so beautifully written is because it's marriage falling apart. It falls apart, but the love is there. There is, it. It was so well written and well acted, and as a married person with a kid, you know, when, once you have children, everything changes in the marriage. You know, and when things go bad. And if you're a good parent, and if you're a good person, it's all about how can we keep this mind mind intact the the health mm. right the mental health of the of the kid and they try so hard and you root for them to stay together but they don't and and how oh, you just ruined the whole thing sorry oh my god what do you mean no they you don't. need to watch it anyways you need to watch it anyways why they break up no 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 because it's not about that it's about the journey it's forget over. about the outcome it's about the journey and how they go through it and this is what's crazy this was crazy so and i'm sure it happens to a lot of couples you love somebody somebody dearly it, you get into a funk in the marriage, you want to separate, right? And you have the best intentions to make it as clean and as simple as possible because there's love and there's respect. But because of outside circumstances and people influencing you and misunderstandings, things start getting uglier and uglier and it's, it, 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 it's like out of their control and it's happening right in front of their eyes and they can't recognize it. So they go from let's do this very amicable to it's war. And mm. the way it's written is so seamless and... It broke my heart because I'm married and I'm going, this is what happens when 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 you lose your north. You know what I mean? And and, and there's children involved and, and you have lawyers telling you this and, and pulling you in all different places. And then, of course, there was one infidelity. And, you know, a woman will love you and respect you. But if you do that, honey, she'll take you to the cleaners. That's what happens with girls. It doesn't matter and if you're a wonderful person and a wonderful woman and, and you respect this man. If there's a third person involved, you lose your You always... Say it like the woman couldn't be the Because I'm talking about marriage story, and it was him Yeah, but there are plenty of times, like, listen, ladies, if you have the affair, the dude is going to lose his mind. You you always always point the finger at the guy. Because um, the majority of the time is the guy the one that does it. 100%. Stop. 100%. Okay, amigas, ¿quién pega cuernos más? (laughs) El hombre o la mujer? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's 50-50. Pero en la película, which is what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. él fue el que tuvo ese Another big story point you just gave away. Yeah, so guys, don't watch the movie. I just gave you the movie away. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You're telling everything. It's about the journey. You have to see it anyways. You have to see it anyways. It is beautifully written, acted. I think these people are going to win all kinds of awards. Um, if you're married, I don't think you'd ever you be amicable a in a divorce. <laughs> No, your parents are super amicable. No, they're amazing. I said, I don't think you would ever be amicable. Oh, me? Well, depending, depends on what you do, I honey. don't think if I did any, I'd take the trash out. It'd be like, hey, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, I'm taking you to the cleaners because there's trash that's been sitting here in the living room. I might, I might. No, I wouldn't do that to you. And I, I said, want the Vitamix. <laughs> 
but I got your shoes for the anniversary. No, it was a Vitamix. No, I won't do that, Eric. I always tell you, you do you do that, you know, you know the outcome. What? You, we don't even have to. Speak. I take them to the trash out. No, if you do, if you misbehave, you we're know, not talking you know. about that. I'm just talking about an amicable divorce. Pack your bags and get out. I'm what? talking about a divorce. You being a amicable. Divorce. I, I do might you be, think I might you be could amicable. work I'm through a what? A divorce. Do you think you would be amicable? Depending on the circumstances, my my plan would be to be amicable because of Dylan and because of Sabella. That's 100%. the hard part. See, with no kids involved, I could be totally amicable. Kids involved. Then that's that's why you should Ooh, be amicable. No, I mean I would do my best for the kids, but it is. Uh, mm. That is the hardest part. Hardest. And I'm, I'm a product of divorce. My parents were, were great at it. But I mean, I used to live a month with my dad and a month with my mom. I would move my, my entire existence. I would move every single month till I was 16. That's wow. crazy. I mean, everything, my pets, my clothes. I mean, everything would move from house to house every single month. But the good thing about that was I got a, you know an equal experience with each parent. The hard part I can imagine for them is you don't, I would see them at functions and things like that or like a weekend, but you don't see that parent for a month at a time. Yeah. Your, your parents did something really outstanding, which was, um, I don't know exactly what went down. I don't think you, you, you even know what went down for them to get divorced when you were eight years old, but they stayed, um, they kept it very civil and they stayed friends. So you're super close friends. They're super close friends. And Eric never experienced a dad bad mouthing the mom or a mom bad mouthing the dad. You know, he had never. nothing but respect for his parents. And I think that shaped, that shaped you, you know, which 100%. is incredible. And most of the time when there's a divorce involved, um, it's so bitter and it's just such a shitty time in your life that, that the the tendency is for the other parent to be like, your mom and your dad, you know, and all the kid does is it's here, negative things about the other uh, person. Mm -hmm. And it's very damaging. So you it, it, to the point that Gwen, that's his mom, she did the wedding cake because your father married like four times. <laughs> yeah, she said a couple <laughs> wedding cakes. <laughs> his said, father, Wayne is like, Rico, suave. I think she's done a few of the wedding cakes. She, I know, she does the wedding cakes for the freaking... She, I know, it's she'll a keep making the cake. She'll be like, just keep him with you. I know, <laughs> exactly. Keep him with you, <laughs> I know. I, I ain't going to be making any wedding cake for you, honey. Come on. <laughs> what if it's cordial? Could you, you think you'd ever get to the place like even your uh, your brother and your sister-in-law, they're, you're, you're, they have been divorced. And uh, they're married now. I'm sorry, but your sister-in-law has been divorced, and they're close friends with her. her Amazing. Ex. Like yeah, they'll have my, my dinner brother, together, Georgie, and they'll and, all hang and out. His wife, my sister-in-law, Linadia, yeah, she was previously married, and she has a, a daughter, Paulina, from a first marriage. And yes, you know what? My that that is an incredible example of like yeah. doing it right. They, they have family. Dinners. They all remarried, and they all they're very close friends, and it's a beautiful thing. Could you do that with me? What? Be at a family dinner with me and my new lady. Depending on the new lady. <laughs> Don't talk like that. Oh, my God. Estamos aquí hablando de disparate. This, is, this podcast is crazy this right now. We've gone all over the place from parasites awful. to I know. Anyway, so, guys, uh, be careful throat. about parasites. Um, um, next year, Puerto Rico's winning the Miss Universe. Uh, <laughs> Do you think that <laughs> Adam Driver or Scarlett uh, Johansson will win an Oscar for this? Um, you know, I have to the see the other... It's a stiff competition. I mean, there is... I know. There's pop. a lot of great performances. But I think that if they do... Um, they deserve it. I think they did incredible. Uh, yeah, both, it, both of them. I mean, listen, th th there's a, an actress that plays her sister that has a couple, not a lot of scenes, and she is, she basically stole the scenes. It, it, it was fantastic. Everybody oh, saw it. I know, I know, I think I know who that character is. Oh, she was so She's good. She's nominated for Golden Globe, I think. Lo Laura Dern. Yes, um, I think it's Laura Dern. No, 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 no. Laura no. Dern plays no. her lawyer. Oh, no, Ray Laura Liotta. Dern's nominated. Though. Yeah, oh, she's nominated? I think so. Oh, wow. 
Um, anyway, so I highly recommend it, especially if you want to learn about relationships and, and, and human nature, I guess. You know what I mean? And how to... Yeah, don't listen to us. Don't listen to us. Watch the <laughs> story. Watch the movie. I have... You know what? Let's take a little break because when, when we come back, I have a little game that I want to play with you, Eric. Mm, okay. Hello, this is Ron Burgundy, and you are listening to my voice, which commands trust and respect. Guess what? My podcast is back, and that's a win for everyone. Mainly for me because of the money, but also because I love to hear myself talk. And so do you. And if you're thinking it's time for a change in your insurance plan, be it automobile or home insurance, think no further than State Farm. You know the one with the catchy jingle, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has been in the insurance game for more years than anyone on earth can remember. They aren't some fly-by-night operation offering suspect savings. They offer real service for classy people who want to be confident in what they are buying. I call it the State Farm difference. I don't know what they call it. I don't even know who runs the company. Maybe I should run the company. I would keep the jingle, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, but I would change the tune. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That was better, right? Vonage has everything you could ever want in life. As long as what you want in life are unified communications that organize all your texts, emails, and voice calls onto one platform, contact centers that integrate seamlessly with Salesforce, and APIs that help developers build communications into their apps. But that's it. Those are the things that Vonage is great at. They're not great at baking delicious cakes, doing sweet backflips, or making extremely entertaining yet informative podcasts that make you feel smarter and more inspired. None of those are really their thing. But you know what? That's okay. They don't need to be the best at absolutely everything. They're fine with humbly being the absolute best at business communications. Vonage. Now we're talking. Okay, we are back. And I have three quick questions for you. This, okay? this feels like a dangerous no. thing here. Being set Question up. number one. Why do you think we met? Why do I think we met? Huh. That's a good question. I uh, <clears throat> I do believe sort of in, you know, fate and things lining up. And I think there was a purpose. And I think, I actually think uh, a big part of the reason we met is that we, we are two people that definitely bring out different sides in each other and better aspects of each other in our, in our spiritual and our life growth. And I think not to get like crazy heady, but I, I think because we're so different, had we never have met, we would not have been able to tap into the things in our lives and in our personality that we have been able to now because we're so different. Mm -hmm. If I had met somebody who was more similar or this and that, I may not have found these other aspects and drives and things in my life that I think have made me a better person. So I think it was, uh, it was, it was fate. Very pretty. Okay, second question. What wait, wait, wait. Is, why do you think we met? I'm asking you. You're not asking me. <laughs> why do you think we met? <laughs> no, I'm asking you. Let me finish my three questions. Nonsense. Um, what's the hardest part about dating you? Hardest part about dating me? Mm -hmm. Well, I think I'm pretty easy. 
Oh my god. Um, I did date a girl once though, and I it didn't work because it was me. What do you mean? And it, I didn't it was realize like Eric? this. It was like a female Eric. I didn't realize this until I saw an episode of Seinfeld. This is a true story. I was in college. I was dating a girl. Seems like checked all the boxes. I'm like, why am I just not into this girl? Same birthday, everything. And I'm like, this is just not right. And then all of a sudden, I watched this Seinfeld episode, and he was dating Janine Garofalo, and the whole episode was about Seinfeld dating someone who was just like himself. And I was like, that's the problem. And I broke up with her the next week. I was like, I'm dating myself. Well, let me ask you something. And this is this is funny that we. I was in Mexico, right? And I found this restaurant that I love called Lida, and I ate there every single time. And there was a waiter. Mexican um, guy, super, super cool, that we got to talk a lot. And he was telling me, I mean, he's a recovered um, alcoholic and he's only 29 years old. And he's been through a lot and now he's doing great, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, like I have a question for you as a man. He was telling me that he met this girl from Canada that went to Sayulita on vacation, like like for three months she was there. And she was like the most beautiful thing she that he has ever seen, the coolest girl. She was, I was enamored, right? And couldn't have sex with her. What do you mean? How is that Wait, possible? You mean like he couldn't get an erection? He said, I, it was the weirdest thing. I was like, she was Wait, so what, great. What do you mean he couldn't have sex with her? He it? said, I Explain. couldn't, I wasn't, I, I thought this is the girl that I, I don't, I'm going to marry because I, this girl is my dream woman and they couldn't have inti intimacy. He was like, but he couldn't. He didn't explain to you why they couldn't. No. See, this, I wish I was talking to the dude. I love no. this kind of story. Like, how um, does that happen? Is that possible that you fancy uh, somebody a lot as a man and you just can't get it up? Well, and I think you can have sex maybe he just wasn't i don't know what his problem was maybe he just wasn't into it um what he said she he she was like incredible. yeah but you can be fi let me look you can be physically attracted and just sort of have a one-off with somebody in a sense but not be into repeating that all the time because it's like the intimacy doesn't line up like there's no i don't understand that you, you, yeah, she's, I, she I, smells? I, don't, I don't know all the details that's possible she could does she smells where oh <laughs> What was my question again? Disgusting. Anyway. What was my question? The question was, what? Oh, yeah, you didn't answer my question, I know. actually. What was my question? What is, what are we talking about? Some girl who smells <laughs> that a guy doesn't want to sleep with. It was the... What is the hardest part about dating you? <sighs> I'm probably, look, I'm type A, and I like to, uh, and I do have, uh, I don't call it controlling, but I have my ways of doing things. And I, uh, yeah, I, I've had to learn. Very controlling. No. Very controlling. No. This, this has been a topic of conversation so you're, for 14 years. You're answering years. my question. No, because yeah, you think everything's question. controlling. You think everything's controlling. I hey, can't Roz, stand. make sure you do this. You're controlling me. I, I just asked problem. you to take the kid to school. <laughs> you're controlling me. I don't, I don't have time. It's like, you think everything's <laughs> no. controlling. You think everything is controlling. That's one of my pet peeves. I cannot feel okay, like Okay, but I'm some things can be controlling. Some things are just. Nothing can be controlling. No, but you, you interpret everything as controlling. Maybe. All right. Anyways, okay. I so, guess I, I think because I'm so Type A and I, and I am set in my ways in a lot in, in a lot of respects, uh, that can be the most challenging part. But I am I am a person who likes to evolve, and I, I can I can mold and I can work, and I, I I believe in compromise. So I don't think it's that bad. Okay. Next question: What are your What are you most grateful for in this current moment? My family. When you say family, you mean your kids? Oh, my wife, my kids, the whole, uh, the whole caboodle, the whole thing. You know, it's. I think that's one of the uh, hardest things to accomplish, and uh, I think you know, career and all these things are great, but uh, I always go back to to me and listen. The Mister Mom episode is not nonsense. You know, what I, mean? I love being a dad, and I love uh, being married and having a family, and I think that's at the core 
what sort of defines me. Okay. Why so, do you look so unconvinced by that? That's really weird. Like, no, you I guys can see it. your face. She's like, okay. No, 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 no. Like, I just want to wrap it up. And I, I believe everything you said. And I think, and I, and I had a feeling that, yeah, familia, familia is everything to you. And, and I, and I know that in my heart, that familia is everything to you. Um, so what? I feel like I need to ask you some questions. I no, no, I'm next time. So what did we learn today? We learned that Puerto Ricans are beautiful. <laughs> if we if you're okay with second. <laughs> with what? Okay, okay. Russian second. driver, my my new BFF, <laughs> he is rude. Madison, I'm sorry, that was not directed to you. If you ever hear this, it was Puerto Ricans are beautiful, and Rosalind. we have five Miss won. Universes. Okay, Mister Mister Rudy, <laughs> Mister Rudy Giuliani, um, and then okay, so Puerto Ricans are beautiful. Then we learned that you need to go and get the whole brain, get child. the whole brain child. You need to go see Marriage Story. And next time, you know, and we have take um, your anti-parasitic and take your medication. Vermox, I think it's called. Take your anti-parasitic medication. And then, you know, I have uh, some people on Instagram. They have um, actually um, asked questions that they want us to answer or topics that they want us to talk about. So we promise we're going to do a list of all those questions or topics and there's going to be a podcast dedicated to all your questions and topics. So we really do want to hear from you. We want to hear about your comments. We want to ask your, answer your questions and we want to talk about what you want to hear. So please, you can email us your topics at Eric and Roz at iHeartRadio.com. Follow us at He Said Ayadijo Podcast on Instagram. Let us know what you want to hear. We'll talk about it. Buen dia. I love you. Buen dia. I love you. Subscribe to He Said Ella Dijo on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's a basic truth. People need each other. It's why PenFed Credit Union's first members joined together for a better financial future. For 85 years, we've been there for our members and communities, and we're here for you today. We can help you bridge a financial gap, save wisely, and make confident decisions with your money. We know we are always stronger and better together. That's why we hope you'll join us. Membership is open to everyone. Apply today at PenFed.org, insured by NCUA. We are all living in the ripple effects of history. A butterfly flaps its wings in China in the 19th century, and your Uber driver misses the turn for the airport. Or an eccentric genius invents air conditioning and changes the course of American politics. I'm Sean Braswell, host of The Thread, and I'm back with a brand new podcast presented by Ozzy called Flashback, a series of stories of unintended consequences. On May 6th, listen to Flashback on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.